Social Media Serenity, episode number seven. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Eric Fisher. Today, we're going to be talking about, well, social media and kids. What do we think about letting kids use Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, blogging, text messaging, email? I don't know, all that stuff. What do you think, Eric? Uh, I think they already do, and we got to figure out a way to stop them. Stop it all. Block no, everything. It can't be stopped, but we can uh, guide them. Awesome. Well, we're going to get into that. That's going to be the main focus of our conversation today. But of course, the most important thing here at gspn.tv is our community and your feedback and your voice, you know, which thank you so much for being a part of all of this stuff. And uh, if you're just listening to this podcast, you are a part of the community in in a very small way. Uh, but if you want to become a part of the community in a big way, there are a lot of ways that you can do that. In fact, I'm just going to do something that I didn't even know I was going to do this until right now i'm going to gspn.tv forward slash about and i'm going to read to you 10 ways that you can join the community because this is something we hear from us all the time we always say join the community so here are the 10 ways that you could become a uh, part of this community number one uh and the most awesome way is to become a gspn.tv plus member over at gspn.tv slash plus you can read all about it Number two, you could participate in the conversation that is ongoing, not just live on Thursdays, but ongoing in the community forum over at gspn.tv slash forum. You can let your voice be heard and be a part of the conversation in our shows by calling our listener voicemail feedback line at area code 859-795-4067. Number four, you could join the live recording of our shows on Thursday, which, uh, by the way, uh, if you head over to gspn.tv slash schedule, you'll see the entire list of our shows when they're live and all that other stuff. And uh, you can chat with us. And, and there, right now there are 27 people in the chat room. 43 people are actually watching us on Ustream, which is excellent. Uh, lots of fun. And they're all part of the community as a result of that. Uh, you can subscribe to the mailing list so that you can be informed about what's going on, which I need to update that to say, and also uh, subscribe to the blog at gspn.tv slash blog. Uh, you can send email feedback uh, just to introduce yourself. Let us know who you are. Let me know who you are. Feedback at gspn.tv. I'd love to know who you are listening to our shows and uh, you know what this content kind of means to you and tell us a little bit about you. I'd love to know about you. Uh, and then, of course, you can interact with other community members in social networks like Twitter, Facebook, etc. And if you're on gspn.tv slash about, there are links to our forum where you can get the Twitter IDs of at least 80 people uh, that are all listening to gspn.tv on a regular basis. You could subscribe to the all-inclusive feed and uh, kind of browse some of our other shows. And, of course, uh, you can become... Uh, a part of the community profiling uh, here, which is uh, if you check out the community voice podcast, uh, which is in the uh, links on our site, you'll see uh, Balanced Living Podcast, Entertainment, Technology, Community, and then Community Voice. So lots of ways you can join the community. And one person that has taken one of those ways today is Maggie, and she wants to leave us some feedback about Plurk. Hey, Cliff and Eric. Uh, this is Maggie from Girls Night In Radio. I'm just listening to Social Media Serenity number five, I think it is. And you are talking about Plurk and how you just want to see 
what pe- what people are responding to you. If you log into Plurk, you can go, there's a little tab on the bottom. It says, like, everyone's Plurks, and it says, my Plurks. And it will show you what people have just said to you. And you can look at those, and then you can mark, sorry, taking off my shoes. Um, You can (laughs) mark um, everybody else as red, like all the main ones. Sometimes I do if I've been off Plurk for a day day or two because it just gets way too much to read. Um, but I'll look and see what I've responded to. That shows up on the responded tab. So there is some things on Plurk that kind of can make it easy so you don't have to see everyone's, but you can see what people have responded to you, if that makes any sense. Uh, just finished a walk and was listening to you guys on my walk. So I will talk to you guys later. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you so much, Maggie. Now, uh, Eric, do you use Plurk at all? I, I think I signed up at one point, but it's been more than a year since I ever touched it. Right. Yeah. And, and Maggie, thank you so much for, for your feedback. Now, I will say that as far as getting notifications of comments, what, I'd, what I'm actually looking for and what's not offered as far as I'm aware, and if anybody else is aware of this, I'm still waiting for that feedback because uh, it, it would be a wonderful day. Because here's, here's the thing. I feel awful. I really do. I I feel very bad about the fact that I'm connected with several hundred people via Plurk. And I I allow HelloText. Formerly, I used to use ping.fm, but I'm using HelloText now uh, to post out to all the different networks. And I do know that people occasionally who use Plurk primarily are leaving comments on my Plurks. And about once every other week or once every three weeks, I I remember to go in and check Plurk. And I see those comments, and they're so old. It's like, oh man, that what a missed opportunity there. And that's it's like it's almost to the point. And here's the thing: because I'm pursuing a balanced life, I don't want to have to sign into all these sites. I want right. to be able to aggregate information. And well, I, that's why you're using Hello Text to send it to all of them anyway. Exactly. Exactly. And here's the thing: I don't sign into Facebook every single day. I I I hardly ever go to Facebook. Except that, I, as we mentioned in a previous episode, I have it set up that if somebody posts a comment on my wall um, or a comment on a post that I've made, I would like – or if somebody emails or sends me a Facebook message, please send me an email notifying me that that's happened. And what I do is I absolutely – I get it. I, I check my email twice a day. And if Plurk were to say – Hey, Maggie just commented on your status with a little hyperlink to the permalink page on their site, which they have. You know, it'll take me directly to that one status update and it'll show all the comments in chronological order just for that one status update that I did. If they would just send me an email saying that, I would actually get and receive and respond to every single comment that that is left on Plurk. It would create. It would cause me to create a better sense of relationship and community with those who are listening to our shows and in our community who are using Plurk as their primary social network. But because it's not um, able to send me notifications either via text or via email when somebody does put a comment on one of my updates, well, I am missing out on that opportunity. And of course, the question is, well, Cl- gosh, Cliff. Can't you just schedule that along with the other things that you schedule that you do? The answer to that question is yes, but then where do I draw the line of, you know, how how much can I really reasonably expect expect myself to be able to do? Does that make sense? Oh yeah, definitely. And and I think, you know, I actually have a question for the audience uh in general is 
like you said, there are people out there that use Plurk as their primary, uh, you know, social media outlet. And I, I definitely, I don't even use it now. So what I'm wondering is, is who out there is using it and what are their reasons? Like, what are your pros and cons about it? Because uh, inform us. I, I really don't know much about it other than I tried it and didn't really see the benefit at the time. So. I, I can tell you, um, well, first of all, I know that um, Maggie's definitely using it. But I, I, I do know that there are some of, uh, you know, some of the, you know, I think Allison L's probably still using it. I think probably Kim Finolio is still using it. I think a bunch of those folks are out there. They're still using okay. it. And, and here's so, a couple things that I know that they like about it. Uh, one is the, the fact that you can create these things called private plurks and have these private conversations very oh. much, very much in the way that you and I are looking forward to Google wave, right? Only not in real time, but yet at, at the same time, it's, you are only inviting certain people to share in that threaded conversation. Okay. And so, and I know that they're using those quite a bit. And there is the, there is the fascination of a different approach to the timeline. Some people are wired, uh, differently that they like horizontal versus vertical as far as timelines go. And I will say that that if, if you like vertical or horizontal left to right timeline, uh, then that's very visually appealing to you, and it, it actually goes away with the it goes along with the way that you prefer prefer to follow information. And TalkShoe, remember TalkShoe.com back in the day? Yes. The, their their um official client that you download had the horizontal chat chat where it was you know everything would go from left to right. And I remember that. Then it was kind of cool because you'd see a bunch of different people you know, talking at once, but you could see them all at the same time versus just one on top of the other stro- scrolling downwards. Exactly. And that's exactly what you're seeing as a short little bit of that with Plurk. That's some of the, okay. that's some of the draw to it. So yeah, I, I am on top of and understand why there's still that draw there. It, for me, and, and, and I don't want to speak badly of Plurk, it, it, it's not that I don't like Plurk, it's just that for me, I decided I need to pursue a balanced life. I need to decide... Where are most of the people that I, where's the most effective use of my time, where the most number of people were? And I found that it's at the gspn.tv community forum, number one. Number two is Twitter. Number three is Facebook. And, you know, and, and I'll be honest with you, there's, there's Plurk, there's LinkedIn, and there's Brightkite. And those are three places that I do not go and check. However, both Facebook, Brightkite, uh, FriendFeed, uh, uh, Plaxo, YouTube, and LinkedIn, all of those services, even though I never check in to see what's going on since the last time I logged in, I never check those. But anytime somebody leaves a comment on any of my status updates, all of those services send me an email to notify me that somebody's that has somebody has commented on a status update that I've given. Yeah. Plurk does not. And that that's the one frustrating thing for me. Well, could you, I mean, you personally, could you, since Facebook is going to email you, could you just substitute checking Plurk more often than Facebook? I could, but to be honest with you, Plurk is almost, you know, there's the, you have to scroll to the timeline. And I know that's exactly what Leah, or that, um, I, Leah, <laughs> what Ma- that's her Twitter ID, what, Ma- what Maggie was just talking about. But to be honest, I, I, you know, I, I don't want to say anything negative about a technology that other people obviously love. But let me just say that I am not a horizontal viewing timeline okay. kind of person. It, 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 yeah, you know, it's just not my favorite thing. Does that make sense? 
Oh yeah, yeah. And I even, I even, we had a like a, a like an eighty some odd comment back and forth thread on you know whether or not it might be in the best interest of the community for me to just not post anything there rather than just double up because a lot of those people on Plurk um, are also following me on Twitter and Facebook and so it's just they're seeing the same thing and what they're a, a majority and I would say eighty percent of those people uh, say you know what we use Plurk for something outside of the use of Twitter and status updates and stuff like that. This is more conversation. And so mm-hmm. it was uh, 80% of the people said, you know, I, we'd almost prefer that you not post here at all with your with your updates. But here's the deal. I, 20% of the people who I talked to uh, said, listen, Plurk is the only social network I use, and I really hope you don't stop posting your you know, syndicate, yeah. sitting, syndicating out when you're doing live shows because that's you don't want to cut them off. Exactly. And so that's why I'm still doing it at the risk of, you know, not doing what 80 percent of the people who follow me on Plurk. And of course, the thing is, is and, and I hate the I, I hate this terminology that we use, but people can, quote unquote, unfriend me if they don't want to see those <laughs> updates. And, and isn't that a horrible thing to say? Yeah, well. You know, unfriend me. I mean, to a certain extent, yeah. It's like at least, in, and of, of course, I, I, I still like you know Twitter's follow versus unfollow more than I do friend or unfriend. Yeah, maybe we or, should and, start and using like opt in or fa- opt out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so anyway, partake of or not. <laughs> What's next on our list? All right, it says why I hate Facebook messaging. Oh yeah, this was just a little thing. You know, the thing is, is I'm really not a fan of Facebook messaging. Although, um, it's it's great. It's a great way to start a conversation. I eventually try to uh, steer that conversation over to email because email is what I check twice a day, and Facebook is something I check only when something comes in Facebook. And to be able to hit reply to a message that I've got the full text of, I still have to log into Facebook, go to the inbox. And then do that. And of course, I'm a huge inbox zero person, right? So right. I like to get my inboxes down to zero. And there is no option to archive or file anything in a folder that says read and responded to. It's either in your inbox or it's deleted. And I really despise that. Yeah. I, the thing I don't like about Facebook messaging... Well, not, okay, you're talking messaging. Let me, let me do a quick rant about uh, Facebook chat. Oh, okay. I turned that I off. Hate- I hate that. Well, I leave it open because there are certain friends that if they see me on there, they will jump on and talk. But right. I, I, I may need to turn it off because if I'm jumping on Facebook and I'm just doing it to quick do a, do a yes. quick scan, I don't want somebody to pop up and say, hey, how are you? That's exactly right. So no offense to my friends, but I'm going to turn that off. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. You'll select, you can still selectively say, oh, I'm on Facebook to browse around and I probably will be just checking things out for the next 25, 30 minutes and I'm open to a chat and you can turn that back on, which is, That's I'm true. thankful that they gave us that functionality, but that was my original intent. And to be honest with you, I, I just never really turn it back on. Part of it is because the number of people that I'm on there, there, it's just a guarantee that when I log in, there's three or four chat messages. And 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 again, you know, I I, I desperately want to connect with people and I and I desperately want to avoid Cliff doesn't have time for you. You know, and even by mentioning this in this podcast, I run the risk of saying, oh, well, gosh, Cliff's too busy for and and, and maybe I shouldn't email Cliff because it looks like he's so burdened down and doesn't like, please, please understand. I am not saying that. 
I just prefer, no. There's just there's priority levels. There's priority levels, and and if you want to connect with me and and talk with me on a personal level, email just and the easiest one, and the, all email addresses you'll ever hear from me all go to one email inbox, and it's feedback at gspn.tv, Cliff at ravenscraft.org, uh, you know, Cliff at gspn. It doesn't matter. Just email feedback at gspn.tv. You will get to me, and you know what? I make it a. It is my personal responsibility i respond to every single email since nine o'clock this morning i've received 13 messages and by nine o'clock tomorrow morning all 13 of those plus the 25 more emails that'll come in before i'm done recording podcast today all of them will be responded to by nine o'clock tomorrow morning awesome so so email i i want to interact with you i want to connect with you it's just what I'm finding is, okay, what's the most efficient way for me to do that and still maintain a balanced life and a balanced approach and without, and see, and part of this is my personality. I'm very easily distracted. And when I go to Facebook, there's a whole smorgasbord, a whole buffet of things to distract me that are all very interesting and very intriguing. And that's what I want to avoid. Yeah. So anyway. And that, that, my friends, is my little rant about Facebook messaging. <laughs> Although, I will say that if it weren't for Facebook messaging, I would not have some of the most awesome relationships that I have, which I'm very proud to say that all of those have been moved over to uh, emails back and forth. And, and, and that's a great topic, just real quick, is being respectful and, and, ex- and, and kind of expressing what it is, how you prefer to use social media. And and I and what I do in this situation, let me just share with you a friend of mine named Mark Watson. Uh, he's our three hundred. He became our three hundredth plus member, by the way. Right. And I had he's a friend of mine that I knew back when Stephanie and I were dating thirteen years ago, or just over thirteen years ago. And um, we reconnected via Facebook. And he sent me a message, and we started chatting back and forth. And you know, I'm signing into Facebook every time he sends me a message because I see it in my in- inbox. And so finally, one day, I just said, you know, hey, man, if, if I don't know about you, but I sometimes find that I'm, I get emails much quicker and it's much more easy for me to respond if I actually have an email. I'd love to invite you to let, let's move the conversation to, you know, feedback at, or actually, I sent, sent in cliff at ravenscraft.org. I said, please understand if, if, if Facebook is something you prefer to do, I'll connect with you here, whatever works for you. He responded and said, you know what? Actually, I'm kind of new to Facebook and I'm really finding that I prefer email as well. Uh, and so actually he responded in an email saying that. And so we moved it offline and, or I guess not really offline, but well, we did in a real way because we went out to lunch the other day and had a great time. So anyway, expectations of how to use social media sometimes it's it's okay to communicate that and just be willing to be flexible for people who prefer to do it another way and, and it's a compromise and that's what relationships all about right oh yeah all right so i'm done ask my wife <laughs> ask my wife all right you want to read what david david heron wrote in and uh, said recently All right. He says, hey, I'm really enjoying this new podcast and really appreciate the approach you're taking. I've been using Nambu very happily. It makes it easy to track multiple accounts from not just Twitter, but several other sources. It supports segregating the accounts you're following into groups. 
It's really nice, etc. Unfortunately, there are flaws, shock, flaws in software. What's the world coming to? There's a longer story on my blog, the short stories about entrapment of the user by trapping your data in a proprietary binary data format. Uh, the account information you enter into Nambu is not portable. You can't export it and import it into another application, etc. From the app maker's perspective, it makes some business sense in that an entrapped Nambu user is likely to remain a Nambu user for longer. Just like Microshaft entraps Microshaft Office users with proprietary document formats. And he's got a link to his blog uh, where he talks a little bit more about Twitter, Nambu and other Twitter clients. But David, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts on that. I have never used Nambu, never, never even heard of Nambu until you just recently said that, uh, mentioned that. So that is another option, I guess, for Mac uh, folks out there. And just so you know, I, I, Chris Biting was talking about the fact that, you know, oh, go ahead and upgrade to Snow Leopard, no big deal. And then yeah. right after we finished the show, he, he reads me a tweet from a friend of his who says, oh, man. Nambu's not working on Snow Leopard. <laughs> so just be aware of that. Uh, I'm sure that they'll get that fixed, though. But Nambu, another option. And uh, if you're looking for a desktop client and you want to try it out, nambu.com. And David Heron, thank you so much for sending that feedback into us. I've tried Nambu, actually. And uh, it looks very much... Well, you can set it up different ways, but it's got the ability to look like... Um, Twirl as well as uh, Tweety on the Mac. Um, it also can kind of look like Seismic Desktop and uh, oh, what is it? TweetDeck. But it also has the appearance of iTunes as well as Apple's Mail application. So there's a lot of functionality there. It's one of those ones where it's it's not you don't re- well like you said you had never heard of it. I'd heard of it once and tried it, but just kind of thought, wow, I don't have time to put into this right now. But yeah. Looking at it again, it is it is definitely a worthwhile app to check out if you're looking for a Mac Twitter desktop app. Yeah, and they also Nambu, I guess, also has an iPhone app as well. So go figure. Yeah. All kinds of stuff out there that we're learning. This is why we do this podcast. It helps us just as much as it helps you guys, and that's why we value your feedback so much. Jeff Roney's in the chat room. Uh, as By the way, we're recording live every Thursday from 9 to 5. Uh, but Jeff Roney's in the chat room, and he says, you know, you could place your expectations of... Uh, you know how you use social media in the signature line um, when you're doing messaging. The now I'm sure he's talking about an email. Uh, if somebody's emailing me and they're reading my signature, then we're all, probably already conversing that way. The, I would love, I would absolutely love it if I could add a signature to Facebook messages that says, "Hey, you know, great to connect you with you here. If this is your primary way of c- connecting with people via the web, I'm more than happy to do this. However, if you want, I'd personally love to invite you to." Uh, email me at cliff at ravenscraft.org for a more speeder response as I check my email twice a day and Facebook only once a week. You know, you know I, what I bet you could do is you could create that, send it to, say, Stephanie, your wife, on Facebook, and then, and then copy, you've got paste, sitting copy, there, paste, copy, copy, paste. Yeah, that, no, it's ridiculous. Well, no, yeah, but, but, I, got, it, but the thing is, I used to do that. Okay. <laughs> I did, and it, it was like, no, this, this is too much. We need Facebook message templates, Facebook. Get on We it. just need folders or archives. I, I, I would love to be able to say, you know, because I, I, I am inbox zero. I want it to actually say, I, well, I know that you, if you read them all and just leave them there, but I don't want to leave. I, I want to leave messages there that I don't have time to read right now. And right. once they're once they're responded to, I don't want them sitting there. 
even marked red doesn't matter. I, I want them visibly gone, hidden from my sight, but I would love to be able to say, oh my gosh, Mark sent me, when we were first talking, he sent me his cell phone number, and it's not posted on his account on Facebook, and it's not in the emails that we've gone back and forth, but I know that he sent me that. And how do I go and find that message? You know, because I've deleted it. And uh, anyway. I know. If you've, well, you're using Gmail, right? Yes. If you've got it set up for Facebook messages to send you an email oh, when you get right. a message, archive it. You're, you're right. Never mind. That, that answers that question perfectly. So Facebook, thank you. Uh, Gmail is archiving all of my messages from you. Thank you for sending me hey, those. We solved our problem that we just created. <laughs> Daniel Lewis is in the chat room. He says, Cliff, remember back when you got so excited about Facebook? I think you had you said something like Facebook messaging was so much better than email uh, that you would actually prefer it. And yeah, I was. And, and that was before Twitter came along. Twitter, when Facebook was my only social network, and by the way, that was the day when it's like, you know, I was finally like, you know, this is so much better than MySpace. And there was really no other social networking. Out. It was it was it was like that, that I was interested in. And now all of a sudden now I'm interested in lots of different social networking that I don't want to be tied down to Facebook. So yeah. and it's been about two years now, I think. Yeah, a little absolutely. Over. Yeah. And then so. uh, Jeff says, put it in the main profile box. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different things that could be done there. So that's a great point as well. Put put your expectations on the little info tab on the top left or on the bottom left. Uh, so, yeah, all kinds I of ideas. I may do that. There you go. Please email me. All right. So, Richard's, what's this Richard's uh, 12-step program for pursuing a balanced life? All right. Well, GSPN Plus member Richard Emblem from the UK uh, which he just had a, an episode of the Community Voice podcast come out, I think, a day or so ago. Yep. Uh, from this recording, that is. Uh, put on an, in the community forum, he put a 12 step program for pursuing a balanced life. And it's actually, it's very humorous, but at the same time, it's only humorous because it's all about unplugging and, you know, well, anyway. Uh, let's go ahead and read some of these. Sure. Um, he says, number one, I'll have a cup of coffee in the morning and read my newspaper like I used to before the web. Keep doing that, my friend, while they still exist. Yes. <laughs> uh, number two, I'll eat breakfast with a knife and fork and not with one hand typing. Yeah, that, that one I agree. And put, put the thing down. <laughs> number three, I will get dressed before noon. That would be a good thing. That's just a general rule. As a, That's a good idea regardless of social media. Yeah. Uh, number four, I will make an attempt to clean the house, wash clothes, and plan dinner before even thinking about the web. Excellent. Number five, I'll sit down and write a letter to those unfortunate few friends and family that are web-deprived. That's a good idea. So, yeah. I, you know, I heard I was talking to a client yesterday uh, who was actually, he actually used the phrase pen pals. Wow. Wow. Do you remember those days? Yeah. Pen pals. Where you'd write, man. Where you'd write letters and put them in envelopes with stamps on them to send messages back and forth. It see for me that almost seems as archaic as carrier pigeons. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that crazy? It's crazy. Anyway, so that's a good All idea. Right. Sending letters. Uh, six. I will call someone on the phone who I cannot contact via the web. That's a good idea. Number seven. I'll read a book if I still remember how. 
Yeah, you know, that one's a, that one's obviously a little pun. You know, I actually I read a whole lot more than I used to because everything's all text driven these days. Right. Yeah. But and I, I still I still prefer a good old book in my hand. I I actually I prefer the Kindle for the iPhone. Yeah. I like it. All right. 8 I will listen to those around me and their needs and stop telling them to turn the TV down so I can hear the music on the web. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Number nine, I will not be tempted during TV commercials to check for email. This is so, TV so commercials. How about during the episode? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I got to stop watching TV with my wife uh, with my laptop open and surfing while I watch because it's just Yes, pointless. you do. I, I, I have... Actually, I've not done that this week, so Good. we're on a roll. Anyway, uh, number 10, I'll try to get out of the house at least once a week if it is necessary or not. Right. Uh, 11, I will remember that my bank is not forgiving if I forget to balance my checkbook because I was too busy on the web. Now, let me tell you that. Now, here's the thing. That is a real thing for me. But the thing is, when I say I'm too busy on the web, I'm actually doing my job. Right. <laughs> it's like, crap. I can't, that's a catch 22 for me. Yes. Uh, uh, 12, last one. Last but not least, I will remember that I must go to bed sometime and the web will always be there tomorrow. Somebody should have told me that around midnight last night because I'm just <laughs> feeling that 2 a.m. hitting me hard right now. Although yeah. it, it's been a huge blessing as to why I was up. But yeah, whoo-wee. Anyway, thank you for that, gonna, Richard. Yeah, I, I, and on that last one, I'm going to institute... Uh, a rule of the web is off at a certain point in time of the the evening. I don't know when it is, but it'd be, say, 9 o'clock. I don't know. Right. I don't Check know. it. Done for the day. I don't know. You know, the, I think self-imposed, self-discipline and, and pursuit of a balanced life is always a good and healthy thing. And And the other thing I've learned is, you know, if we find it works for us, don't try to impose it on others. You know, let let them find that what works for them and, and share what you're doing and it might inspire others to do the same. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Uh, Steve's in our chat room. He says, did I miss the part about kids and social media? Had to go do some research. And no, you haven't missed. In fact, we've got, uh, we're going to do blast through three stories real quick. Yes. And then we're going to talk about kids and social media. So what's the, what, what do you mean Facebook launches a Twitter app? Don't they have a ton of Twitter apps already? They do, but not an official one made by Facebook themselves. And it's a little misleading. This is actually a Facebook app for if you manage a Facebook page. So, for example, if you're a fan of something on Facebook like gspn.tv, um, then, you, for example, uh, you and I both, Cliff, have different fan pages that we manage on Facebook. And so we can update a selected Twitter account from whatever we put in uh, on that Facebook page, fan right. page. And and that's really the gist of it. Um, so it's a little misleading. It makes you think, oh, I can type something on Facebook and have it go to Twitter automatically, but which you can do. We've, we've touched on that before. But this is for Facebook pages. Yes. All right, so it, it it really honestly, I I need to get in there and manage my my Facebook page, but you know, I, my the thing is, is I actually interact with people in our forum at gspn.tv/forum, and I even debated on whether or not to open up a Facebook fan page, but a lot of people requested it, so we created it, and it's there. Yeah. So. Well, and it's good. It's it it you know you see it come through on your feed, and you're a fan of it, and so you can comment on something there, and 
it gets the word out right it does what's the next story on there my friend twitter to attach locations to your tweets automatically it's opt-in okay good it's not automatic right it's not opt-out right good i hate things that that just give up your privacy and where you where you're at and all that other stuff so so is do you see any benefits of this I well here's the thing to a certain extent I do but I think I'm already getting the benefit of it because I say in my or I've I've already put my location or at least my generalized location of where I live in the world uh on attached to my Twitter account but this is talking like specific like longitude and latitude stuff um for example I've been able to f- I found a, a person last night that Twitter's uh, that I didn't know did uh somebody I know and because I did, I was using Tweety on the iPhone, and I did a just I, I hit local or whatever it is you hit, and it brought that person up, and I thought, oh, cool! So I followed him right then. So, the, I mean, some of the local stuff that you can find nearby you—that's some of your best, you know, social media connections. But you again, you gotta err on the side of sometimes you need privacy too. So right, yep, absolutely. All right, and then uh, one other story. Schwarzenegger launches Twitter feedback program. What yes. is this? All right, not to endorse or talk bad either way about politics, but I thought this was interesting. Uh, at Schwarzenegger, which is Arnold Schwarzenegger's Twitter, he has launched a uh, hashtag called uh, my idea for CA. So, and he said, look, you live here or, well, I guess even if you don't, you can respond to this with that pound, my idea for CA for California, that is, and shoot him suggestions. He's opening the pipeline to receive feedback. Hey, I like that. I mean, that's a politician using social media at its peak, you know, you know, why not? I mean, what can that harm? And it only, uh, it always, it it only says, yeah, this is good stuff. Yeah. I like that. So just thought I'd throw that out there. All right. So let's talk about kids before we have to wrap things up here in the next 10 minutes or so. So let's talk about social media, children, all this other stuff. I think you found some statistics that you wanted to share with us before we physically go into that definite conversation. All right, let me go through these real quick. It's just to contextualize the fact that kids are going to have social media in their life regardless of if they want to or not. At least that's my opinion. Um, The statistics, it took radio 38 years to reach 50 million listeners. TV took 13 years to reach 50 million. The internet took four years. And in less than nine months, Facebook added 100 million users. Wow. So that is exponentially different <laughs> yeah 38 <laughs> 38 years to get 50 million or uh nine months to get 100 million and right. that's facebook my friends yes so uh more than 120 million users log on to facebook at least once a day and more than 30 million update their statuses at least once a day combined more than five billion minutes are spent on the site on a daily basis Wow. And this is why we do the serenity part of this yes. podcast. This is why this is why we promote, you know, setting up some kind of method and 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 strategy for managing your life and your social media in such a way that you don't get sucked into this. Over the past 12 months, Twitter's year-on-year growth rate has broken the 1000% barrier. Wow. 
That's insane. This, that, this last one's funny. Go ahead. Yes. If Facebook were a country, it would be the fourth most populated place in the world. That means it beats Brazil, Russia, and Japan in terms of size. Is that amazing or what? That's amazing and scary. Yes. And Matt's in our chat room. He said he had a question for us, and I suggested that maybe he call in live right now, which the numbers are all available. Uh, but he says he can't write at this moment. Uh, maybe next week. And I'll tell you what, Matt. We would love to have your question, and in fact, the phone number where you could leave a voicemail 24 hours a day, seven days a week, so just jot this number down, and after you're off work, uh, on your way home, you can call from your cell phone, just uh, use hands-free or whatever, uh, whenever it's convenient for you, 859-795-4067, that's area code 859-795-4067. All right, so April started a thread in our forum, and she is asking her th- our, our thoughts about kids and social media. Here's what she said. In addition to the more traditional topics of teens and social networking things, you might also talk about younger children. And she's talking about topics for social media serenity. My own son is 10 and fascinated with all the social media things I do. He often asks me when he can have a Facebook or a Twitter account. My knee-jerk reaction to this question is never I would love to find some safe ways to allow him to safely participate in some of these things with trusted family members. I have seen tweets that seem to indicate that your children, which she's talking to, about to me, by the way, uh, which is twitter.com slash rocks and twitter.com slash soccermat. Um, anyway, she says, I've seen tweets that indicate that your children, your children have Twitter accounts. I'm assuming that you have their feeds locked from the public, which to answer your question, yes, I do. Both of those accounts are marked private. Uh, and so therefore you go to there, you won't see their tweets, uh, unless you've been approved as, uh, as a, as somebody who can follow their tweets. Um, which we'll talk about in a second. I'd love to hear more about how you work that out. Uh, how do you administer their accounts and how and how they communicate? Computer or cell phone, other applications, when they do it, uh, who they communicate with, grandma, aunts, uncles, you know, people who listen to podcasts, you know. Uh, is it something that has been a positive experience? And so with that, I'm going to share just a couple things that, number one, yes, my children both have Twitter accounts. And if my daughter, McKenna, at age four, if she could read and type, she would have a Twitter account right now as well. Uh, And the reason why is I want my kids, I as a parent never want to be scared of technology uh, because as Eric had definitely clearly indicated from the statistics that this stuff is out there. And not only that, but it's it these are these are just the beginning stages of what's going to set a foundation for understanding of technology that's going to come out 30 years from now. I am so blessed. I am and and if you enjoy this content, if you enjoy this podcast, if you're enjoying this podcast, we you should write a you should write a letter of thanks, send it via snail mail uh, to my mom who purchased my very first computer when I was eight years old, which was a Commodore VIC-20. And she gave me free use of it. Now, um, did I sometimes do things with computers that maybe, you know, were inappropriate? The question is, was I a young boy? The answer to that question is yes. Now, 
Um, there, there's definitely some, some sort of oversight, but nothing like what's out there today. With that being said, I did not have access to the internet until I was in my teens. So, so obviously at age eight, no, don't put your kids un you know, unmonitored on the internet. I definitely not. However, I think it's important not to try to say never, you'll never have a Twitter account. But I would say, and, and I'm not suggesting for you, but here's the thing. My daughter was the first one. She says, listen, I want a Twitter account. I want a Twitter account. At the time, I think she was either, um, well, let's see, she's nine now. Uh, so she was probably either seven or eight when she got her first Twitter account. And and I will tell you, I was very scared of this step at first. And I, but then I got to thinking about it. You know what? She's showing an interest in technology and in co- communicating with other people. Now, obviously, eventually, she's just going to have a cell phone, right? It, it, it's just going to happen. And there's going to be text messaging that's going to happen. And what better way to begin to have some kind of influence on some of the behaviors that she will have when she's older than to be able to kind of influence those behaviors now when she's interested in allowing me to teach her how to use social media responsibly. So when it comes to, and and actually before it was Twitter, it was a podcast. You know, go to gspn.tv. I think it's still there under entertainment podcast. You might be able to still see the Hannah Montana podcast. 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 subscribers to that podcast. And she's on every single episode. And, you know, she's got her own podcast. But one of the things that we talked about through this process is, listen, you never mention the name of your school. In fact, we go so far as to say you never mention what this, what the, the mascot of your school is. You don't give, a, give away the name of the team. You don't talk, Matthew. You don't talk about your soccer team. You don't tell. You don't tell people if it's at the Y or if it's at this or if it's here. You don't. You you, you just don't give that information out. Uh, you never share uh, your friends' last names. You never give your teachers' last names. These were all things, and and they're like, but why, Dad? But why, Dad? And we had these conversations. We talked about possible scenarios. We talked about real life stories about people out there who pretend to be people they're not, and and stuff like that. And it's, and we say, you know, in even in Webkins, you know, in Webkins world, they it's very limited on what can and cannot happen between conversations. But we tell our children, you don't take anything for granted. You have to understand that this is a very responsible thing that we're allowing you to participate in. And and there's going to be a lot of things that, you know, you may think are okay. But we want to allow you the opportunity to experience this. But we're going to experience that alongside with this. Now, our children are young, so they're accepting of that because, well, number one, they just want to be able to do it. So a couple of things we do is we only, you know, we, we block their stuff from private or uh, from public, we say you are not allowed to make the decision yet of who you follow and who you don't follow. That's something when you sign into Twitter and you sign into your account and you see that you have 30 people who want to follow you, we're going to sit down and we'll talk together as a family who you approve and who you don't approve. And there are several people in the gspn.tv community who are just like aunts and uncles. I mean, seriously, our relationships and friendships are that close. And they are following Megan and Matt. And they are able to interact with the two of them. Uh, There are some in our community that I know very well 
but you know it's like i don't see the need for them to to you know i i don't see the need for that it's it's not like our friendship and our relationship isn't that close so we we talk about some of these things and say you know i mommy and daddy know this person and i really think that they're a great person but I just don't see a need for you to communicate with this person right now. I, I I don't see any potential value there in the conversation going back and forth. And so we have those kind of discussions and, and it's a very difficult thing and it takes a lot of work and a lot of maintenance, but it's something that I believe very strongly in. I, I am able to do podcasting today. I am able to do help. I got a Mac. I'm able to talk social media. I'm able to do blogging. I'm able to create forums and build websites for people. I'm able to do all of those things because when I had an interest in technology, there was not a knee-jerk reaction that says, never, you will never be a part of that. And I'm so thankful that that was the case. And so I want to provide the same opportunity for my children to be on the cutting edge of every new thing that's out there so that when it comes time for them to either get a job or to start their own career, that people will say, wow, Megan or Matthew or McKenna, those are the three people you want to go to for X, Y, Z because they're always on the cutting edge of this stuff. So those are my thoughts. That's awesome. Eric, do you have anything additional? I mean, I know that your daughter is very young, so. Yeah, my, my daughter's only a few months older than McKenna, I believe. And so really at this point, she's she's on that reading and writing deficiency as far as being able to do Twitter or anything else. So I'm lucky in that sense, but I'm 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 glad that you know I have the the opportunity to think about this and and you know talk with my wife about my, my wife doesn't really even use social media all that often. I'm far light years ahead, advanced compared to the two of them. So, right. but that's good. I mean, it means I can honestly say, you know, okay, what if she was two or three years older than now and she wanted it? Well, you know, I'd do the thing where it'd be like. When somebody want, I mean, we do the private thing. We do the if somebody requests to follow her, then the email requesting that would come to my email, so that I would see yeah. that, um, you know, see who it was and all that, so that in case it's a spam bot that has inappropriate language or pictures or whatever, at least I'm the one that saw it and can delete it or block it and uh, report it or whatever. And, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it would, there would be a fil- definite filter that would go through me and my wife first. Um, but it's definitely going to be taking it a step at a time with, you know, a little bit of added responsibility and then a little bit more and then a little bit more as, as they show that they've got the uh, talent and the skills to, to do that appropriately. Right. Now, Stephen in our chat room said, or not in our chat room, but in the forum over at gspn.tv slash forum, which is where this got initiated, by the way, and where you can contribute to the conversation. Just head over to gspn.tv slash forum. Look for the section for social media serenity and you'll see uh, kids in social media. Anyway, Stephen commented, he says, I am of the belief that we shouldn't be hiding our kids from the internet, social media, or technology, but teaching responsible usage and behavior. Unfortunately, technology is changing so quickly that many parents cannot provide good guidance. They end up giving bad advice, such as the internet is bad, I don't want you online, or they don't do anything. Uh, It would be a good regular segment to talk about this topic covering software and features and tools that promote good health and internet usage. By the way, OpenDNS. Eric, will you do me a favor and remind me to – will you move OpenDNS into next week's show? I want to talk about it. it. Um, And then Just Jen says – can you read Just Jen? Okay. She says – 
that uh, I can be honest, I'm not looking forward to this day. My boys are young, but my husband is a computer programmer, so he's on the computer all the time. I love social media, so I have my computer so I can check things. I'm also very involved in the PTA and Moms Club, so I have my computer available to do that. My four-year-old is starting to take an interest in the computer. The good thing is that my husband and I have talked about this, and we're going to have rules set already. He also knows a lot about security and will be making sure that they are, they are secure. The other rule we have is that the computer will be in a room that the family is in, and I have to be able to watch and look at any point in time. Yep. and then, That's a great idea. Absolutely. And Stephen added, keeping the computer in a central location is a good rule. Uh, as your kids get older, you'll find that they'll have access to the Internet everywhere and not in places with parental supervision. Friends, parents, grandparents, or I'm sorry, friends, grandparents, PDA, school. Uh, so, again, the essential thing is, is to understand that just having the rule at home that, oh, I'm always in the room when the kids are on the computer. It's not just enough to have that rule. It is important and very vital that we are teaching them responsible behavior and explaining to people, explaining the consequences of decisions that we make online and, and stuff like that to think through that. And then what does Winnie say? She says, we only had one computer in our house for the longest time, and it was in the living room where my parents could keep an eye on it. Even then, we still got away with my st- with stuff. My brother and I weren't allowed to have internet in our, in our room until we graduated high school. I bought my first laptop when I was 18, my brother a little younger. I know kids now will have computers sooner, but I think there should be a minimum age on having your own computer and internet in the bedroom. By the way, we also didn't have our own television and have never owned a gaming console except for a Game Boy when I was seven. Yeah. And for for my family, I really don't ever see a need for a computer or a television ever in our children's bedroom. Uh, Now, when they're in high school and they have a laptop, you know, if they have a laptop or something like that, you know, at that point, you know, hopefully 15, 16 years old, you know, they're they're starting to. You know, it, it's at it's at that point in time when I say, okay, we've taught you some of the things, we've given you a foundation, we hope that you'll be responsible with this, and we're going to give you some trust. And so, you, you know, you obviously have a laptop, and it can be sitting in your room. You know, choose wisely, be be cautious. You know, understand that I'm not going to look over your, you know, your your shoulder every step of the way. Understand that there are very real consequences to poor decisions. If you ever have a question, I'm here for you, and I'm not above checking up on you from time to time. You know, yeah, you know, just just put the fear of God in them. Well, and and I would even go so far as far as personally, I would put some kind of a firewall uh, or some kind of monitoring system at least to to weed out any accidental if not on purpose, going to sites that are definitely, definitely inappropriate. Um, but if, as far as, you know, uh, social media sites, I would say that's, that's, you know, that's the thing where up till that point they've been guided and given, given the keys to the Facebook account, so to speak, you yeah. know, just, just Go a, out, take it for a test drive. Here's the deal. It's, it's my, it's the same, in my opinion, at the time that they're a teenager and you, um, you you basically bring the laptop in. I'm hoping that by the time my kids are 16 years old, that they will know exactly how to disable and work around any kind of technological block that I put on there. And I, I really des- I hope and desire that my kids will know how to circumvent any kind of filtering system. I, and, and I say that because I want my kids to know technology. 
Right. Does that make sense? You you want to say that from a from a technical standpoint and and be proud of their skills. Yes. So so what I'm saying is I need and hope they have the character. That's to exactly what I'm saying. I avoid ho- that. Yeah. I I'm hoping you know that that sure I will put filters in place and that's why I'll talk about you know open DNS what I like about that and of course I like it for myself to be honest with you and, and we'll even share that. Uh, but you know I but the thing is I know how to circumvent it. But at the, but at least if there's a roadblock that says, "Ooh, this site's blocked because it shows nudity or you know it's got pornography," you know at least that's an you know I know how to circumvent that. And if I want to, it would take me five, you know, it wouldn't even take me. It take me two minutes to circumvent that. But it's like at least it's a little roadblock that says, "Wait a second, think about this. Do you want to take this next step?" And I love that. And we'll talk a little bit more about that next week. Does that make sense? Yes. This this is a definite ongoing conversation. Absolutely. I'd like to see more people uh, between now and next week where we could maybe pick it up again for a while. Uh, leave us comments, send in audio feedback, join the discussion over at the community forum. Yes. And just continue on. Absolutely. Well, folks, thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of Social Media Serenity. By the way, this is a free episode of the Social Media Serenity. You might be saying free. Isn't all podcasting free? Well, Stephanie and I, my wife and I, do this for full time as a career. And we release about one to two episodes of Social Media Serenity each month available for free out on the iTunes free feeds. But if you become a gspn.tv plus member... You get access to every single episode we produce each week here at uh, Social Media Serenity. My wife and I uh, and some some other co-hosts, just like uh, Eric is doing the co-hosting here, we have some other shows where we have some other wonderful co-hosts in other areas of uh, shows that we produce. 21 shows total. You get, as a plus member, you get access to every episode of every single podcast we produce. I did have one person just recently, they made a decision to step back on their plus membership and uh, I kind of got a chuckle where they said, you know what, I had to, I, I decided to step back as a plus member, you know, at this time because I, they're, they're, I just can't consume all the content. And, and folks, please understand, <laughs> you know what, there's no desire in my heart for anybody to consume all the content we produce yeah, here. Yeah, we touched on that last week. So, but I mean, if you find value in, in maybe one or two shows, uh, or and, and and that this provides something you think that this is valuable, uh, we would love to invite you to become a Plus member. Head over to gspn.tv forward slash plus, and there are like 15, 16, I don't even know how many testimonials there. They're audio form. You can listen to them and understand why some other people felt that it was valuable enough to, uh, to help support the content we're doing here. Uh, Eric, where can folks find you on Twitter? I am at Eric with a K, J Fisher. There you go. And I am twitter.com slash gspn. And of course, if you want to leave us audio feedback, you can do so. Our phone number is area code 859-795-4067. That's area code 859-795-4067. If you happen to have an iPhone, pull it up, open up your voice memo application, the one with the microphone icon, and hit record, say your piece, and hit stop, and then use the email function on there to email that as an attachment to uh, feedback at gspn.tv and uh, we'll be back next Thursday as we record again live at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Talk to you then. Join the community.